recording. I am recording. And we might as well count first, too. Yeah. One. Okay. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Cool. Jake, I don't think your computer likes the number three. <laughs> uh, on Discord, it doesn't like half the numbers that I say. It always cuts one out. That's that's so bizarre. Yeah, it usually I did. I was uh, I think it was Janine and Locke. Um, I was on their podcast and I, we tried syncing. And I, every time I said four, it just cut it out and didn't hear me like three times in a row. Huh. Um, so I guess three, I got to add to that list where I got to hit it hard. It always seems to happen to four. <laughs> I think it's because it's like got a soft, like the consonant, the F sound is just kind of soft coming in, so it doesn't pick it up, and it's just like you must be just breathing, I guess. The fuck. <laughs> so, I'm sure there's a setting I can change to make it better, but hell if I know. Yeah, I if I had an idea, I would suggest it, but I do not, and so I'm, I am here in solidarity with not knowing how Discord works or why. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> Uh, I normally use Google Meets, but if you have more than two people on it, after an hour, you have to turn it off and turn it back on. So. Yeah. Really? I yeah. thought it was for how I thought it was for any one more than one person doing a Google Meet. No, you can you can have if you have three people or more after mm-hmm. one hour, it's like, hey, do you want to pay Google so you can talk more? And I'm like, no, I would rather just close it and open it again and get another hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we do. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Very, it's very strange. Um, also, my this is another fun thing. My mixer was dying, and I think I figured out what it was, so we should be good. The other day when we were recording, I just kept getting quiet, and it's happened before, but I, didn't, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I just I spaced <laughs> out the fix, and because I have five like ports, I guess, like buses on it. And um, mm. I've gone through four of them now. I'm on the last one. So hopefully this one lasts for a while. Um, but I plugged it into this one and the no sound came out. And I was like, oh, God, is it just fully broken? And it's because I didn't have the gain. Uh, there was The gain was all the way down. So there was no sound coming into the thing. But there is now. And I should be fine. It sounds like it's good. So should be all set. Beauty. I'm going to be real with you, Jake. I have no idea what you would even use a mixer for. So as long as you're happy with it, that's the most important thing. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's so you can hear me because I have an analog microphone. This does, this plugs into a mixer and that mixer goes into a sound card and then that oh, goes into okay. a computer. So. And then there's me who got a microphone four years ago and then just a <laughs> month ago found out that I had to hit a different audio setting on QuickTime to actually record through that microphone. So the past four years of my podcasting career has been through my laptop. You know what? I, I, I always wanted to say something, but I was like, it doesn't sound like it It doesn't sound great, but it doesn't sound bad. So like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe they're just touching the microphone a lot in a weird way. So. <laughs> But at least you figured it out now. That's the important part. Yeah. So now yes. the struggle is making sure I'm not as loud as I used to be, because this thing, even with the gain all the way at minimum, is still picking up extremely a lot of noises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it a is it a Yeti? It's a blue Yeti. Yeah. And I've got it like two feet away from me and I still have to make myself quieter. <laughs> Every time I like open Alan's audio up when I noise cancel it, it is like... You can hear, it's like, oh, this is your neighbor's air conditioning. I can hear through the wall. <laughs> um, oh my god. Like, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. It's a good mic, but it just, it like, it gets every, it gets a lot. We'll have to like, my parents are asking me what I want for Christmas, and I'll be like, I need a worse microphone. 
and a waffle maker. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those like mini waffle makers you can get from Target. It's pretty decent. Nice. I almost got a waffle maker, but I don't. I wouldn't use it often enough to ne- necessitate having one, so I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking for a worse mic, the the blue snowball, I think it is. Mm-hmm. That's what Josh uses, and I think that's a good microphone. I think <laughs> that works just fine. So <laughs> I also I still have my gamer headset that I got at Walmart that I used to record like the first few episodes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes those are good. Sometimes those are pretty all right. Yeah, I had a I had one of those like little teeny tiny microphones where it's like just like the single microphone and it's got like a square shaped stand and you have to like you have to adjust the angle of the microphone <laughs> and yeah. I think I used that for maybe, like, any podcasting I did before, like, 2017, and then I didn't need it anymore because I got myself a Yeti, and then I gave it to a friend. Nice. Um, I've had this set up since March of 2013, so... <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, it was built to have two people in a room, and then that, at a certain point, um, was no longer necessary, and now it's all I know how to use. Um, mm-hmm. So if I want to record a two second bit for something, I have a, a lot of work I got to do to set up my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be here for longer than two seconds. Well, that's good. I I did I did a thing for Gem Jammer, and I was like, this is gonna this is like a tw- like a like a seven minute setup for literally less than thirty seconds. Um, so I was like, I might as well record something else. So that's what I did the uh, the intro for the birth birth and ox episode. Nice, gotcha. I was like, I got it set up. I might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Do you want to, do you want a podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I already wasted an hour of y'all's lives. So. <laughs> <laughs> Just go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christine are going to figure out why we love this show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening, you're listening to Loser Like Me. Loser Like Me. Hello and welcome to Loser Like Me, a show where we watch Glee and then we talk about him afterwards. This week, some people say I look like my dad. My name is Christina, and you know what has no expiration date? My rage! And unfortunately, the Glee Project is once again here to haunt us, and so we needed to get a guest here. Hang on, I'm just going to fade out that Irish accent. I will not be able to sustain it the whole episode. Anyways, we <laughs> yeah. brought a guest in to basically act as a shield against the Glee Project returning to haunt us. Hi, Jake. Hello, I didn't realize that I was uh, I was cavalry today. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> What is Glee Project? It was is Irish kid Glee Project? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, you for... missed our entire Dateline miniseries investigating Glee Project, the reality show that gets you cast on Glee. Uh, yeah, that sounds like more of a punishment than a prize <laughs> to me. Surprisingly, Jake, I would say ninety nine percent of the people who were contestants on the show would agree with you. <laughs> I've heard. I've seen some tweets from y'all that uh. Apparently, it was a rough time, that Glee project. Yes. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, <laughs> if they had been on Survivor, that would have been, you know, the status quo. But <laughs> Right. 
yeah, but they're not in the they're not like in the woods having to scrounge for food. Like it should be life should be a little easier for them. I mean, the poor kids. <laughs> no, they they were just in the woods having to do tick checks. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's just that's woods that's just woods business. I mean, it's not my business. There wasn't any food to scrounge for. <laughs> they didn't even have crafty. I feel like Ryan Murphy should go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we agree. Uh, just for a lot of things, but also everything I've heard about the Glee Project sounds like maybe he was doing actual crimes on that show. Yeah, I have. Uh, before I don't know how y'all start because I haven't I haven't kept up with this because I have a theory that the prolonged exposure to Glee makes you a worse person. And I'm just I just want to check in, y'all. Okay. <laughs> Generally speaking, yes. I th- okay. I think we're only worse people when we're talking about Glee. Um, I don't think either of <laughs> sure. us get as violent when we discuss other topics. Okay. No. Because I, because, because boy, this is, everyone on this show, with very few exceptions, is just an awful, awful person. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's bananas. Truly. Um, yeah. yeah, so, also, Jake, you're our first return guest uh, well, you're technically our second return guest, but Vigil guested immediately after their first episode, so it was like, mm-hmm. okay. there there wasn't any need to do an update. But how about you? Sure. Have you had any more experience with Glee since last time? <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> let's see, how long ago, how long, I was on in season one. Yeah, I think it has actually been two years. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was trying to figure out if I, like, lived back up here, if I was still in Texas, but I think I was back up here. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I have I have been glee free since 2020, and um, <laughs> I do have uh, I, I I will have an ongoing update now because I I did have to watch this on Disney Plus because I will not uh, I will not incriminate anybody, but somebody sent me a link to watch the episode on a less than it wasn't an up on, on the up and up uh, this website, and so I was like, sweet, this won't poison my algorithm on Disney Plus, and then I went to open it and it said you can't watch it here. <laughs> Um, so I was like, "Well, Disney really? Plus, oh, no!" Because I was I was already an hour late because I forgot entirely that we were recording this today, even though I did know that last night. I don't know what happened between then and now. <laughs> so I did watch this on Glee, and I googled, "Is there a way to get rid of your keep watching on Disney Plus?" And the answer is a resounding no. So, oh no! I think I'm gonna just go to the final episode of Glee, skip to like five seconds left and then let it play and then hopefully that will trick it into thinking that i finished glee but if not i'm just gonna have this sort of glitter stain on my keep watching list (laughs) until i can do something about it oh god i'm so sorry jake it's all right once again we appreciate your sacrifice (laughs) just leah michelle's cold dead eyes staring out from you (laughs) oh god you want to keep watching glee Absolutely no, I do not. Thank you. Unless I unless I come on to my friend's podcast to talk about it, I have no intention of watching Glee ever again. I just again. have this image of so. Jake looking at his TV, eyes flicking between Leah Michelle and She-Hulk, trying to figure out which one is the fake person. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't started She-Hulk yet, but I feel like at least the CGI in that is trying to have some life. I don't think I don't think Leah Michelle's the the biggest problem. It could be worse. It could be like I don't even remember his name. What's the director guy's name? Not the the main guy. The shoe? Yeah, is that his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it could be him. Because I feel like he is definitely like I mean... the antagonist of Glee, it feels like to me. <laughs> but 
Or Sue Sylvester, another person I hate because I feel like she could win Congress in this day and age yeah. on her platform of hatred. It's <laughs> funny you say that because last time you were here, you were talking about how she was the best part of the show. Was I? I'm pretty um, sure. Well, lots changed. Lots changed. You came on uh, for, my, for <laughs> uh, Mike O'Malley. For Michael, Michael O'Malley, yeah, New Hampshire's own. You Michael came out Malley. of it saying that Brittany and Sue were also great, and you hated Finn. And I was like, I can't believe we keep getting guests on episode where <laughs> Finn does terrible things. <laughs> he wasn't terrible in this episode. Mm-hmm. He did a bad thing that made me angry at him, but only because I like I want to protect Brittany as if she is my child. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're two episodes early for Finn being so bad he caused a for real schism, but in the fandom. Oh jeez. Wait. Well, <laughs> like c- oh, coming so, up. You're seeing it sounds like you. Yeah, two episodes from now. Oh, oh no. boy. Oh, good luck. Y'all get to... Hey, good luck, everybody, for that one. Uh, Christina, we've been at this for, like, oh, three years now. You should be inoculated <laughs> to the bullshit. This is the one thing in which I will not be inoculated against. <laughs> Everything else. Give me that vax. <laughs> I also would like to add Santana to the protect like a child, like she is my child uh, list. Correct. Even though she is she is very mean in this episode, but in a way that I feel like is like justified. Mm-hmm. And I think Quinn should go to prison also. In yeah. addition to Ryan Murphy, she should go to prison uh, in this, at least in this episode. I don't know how she is yeah, the rest just, of the time. They, <laughs> in the time since you were last in the show, Jake, they just took whatever characterization they had for Quinn and put it through a blender a couple of times on liquefy. Oh <laughs> See, Quinn is going through post-traumatic <laughs> or postpartum depression. But the writers didn't know that that's okay. what they had written for her, and that's why it never gets addressed. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Good writers All room. the writers are men. <laughs> I could have guessed. <laughs> anyway, do when do we jump in? How do we We, how we do might we start as well this, jump in now. This, this shit show. This is episode yeah. four of season three, Pot of Gold. It was directed by Adam Shankman and written by Ali Adler. It aired on November first, twenty eleven, a full month after the last episode. <laughs> Wait, hold up. I take it back. I had to Google who Allie Adler was because I didn't look up beforehand. As far as I can tell, it seems like Allie Adler is uh, female presenting. (laughs) Yeah, she's also a new writer. Because remember, this was the season where they were forced to have more than three writers in the writer's room because (laughs) the season two finale was written during the filming of the season two finale. (sighs) Yikes. Yeah. Wow, what a what a show. <laughs> and I just want to say last tidbit of information. I think it's going to contextualize a lot of this episode that Allie Adler was also the co-creator of the TV show Supergirl. Good for her. Um well, uh, yeah, it looks like she went on to do uh, bigger and better things. Uh was that Alan Shankman you said Adam directed? Shankman. Adam, yeah. He's directed musical stuff before, I'm pretty certain. Oh yeah, he's that guy. He's responsible for Descendants and Husky Musical. Yeah, I was going to say I feel like I knew that name also i also, i feel like he i might be remembering wrong i feel like he was a choreographer for pitch perfect but i think i'm thinking of somebody else no nothing's coming yeah. up with <laughs> so maybe maybe i'm thinking of someone choreographer else. choreographer for rock of ages uh step up Two, hairspray step up one catch me if you can and once more with feeling from buffy that's where i knew him. Oh, okay so go. i did i did know the name as a choreographer i just i was uh what was that that was 2002, so I was 10 years too late on what property I thought that he choreographed. <laughs> that might have been early 2001. That's not important. Yeah. This was episode 8, so I don't know how far into the... Eh, yeah, that should have been late 2001. Anyway, uh, anyway. We, we start off with previously on that pretty much catches you up to the important stuff. Mercedes has left the Glee Club, and Sue is running for Congress. Mm-hmm. And there's yep. a West Side Story happening. Yep. Or is there? Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> 
But the actual episode begins with Brittany being met at her locker by Rory Flanagan, a.k.a. Damien McGinty, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. the boy I was fucking obsessed with while this show aired. That does not surprise me. He was the he was the Glee Project. He was kid, one of right? the winners. Yes, one of the winners. Yes. Is this his first this episode? This is his first episode. This is his first acting role. This is the first time he has done acting from a script. They did not mm -hmm. test for acting on the reality show that was casting an actor. No, that you know makes a, a, a funny kind of sense. So you're telling me that in episode three of Glee season three, the Irish kid didn't show up. This is they just start off this episode with Brittany thinking that there is a leprechaun? Yes. Yeah, he's the new transfer student who hasn't been relevant until now. Mm -hmm. That's so wild. Because <laughs> it, it feels like this is like at least part two of an ongoing story of Brittany believes that this boy is a leprechaun, but no. No. He is, a new, he is newly introduced. Wow. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Also, the... <laughs> Why? The premise of Brittany thinking that Rory is a leprechaun because of his Irish accent is mm -hmm, essentially mm -hmm. the sole reason he won the show. Yes. Like, it's the only plot they thought of for him. <laughs> no joke, Jake. Wow. This, his entire character was created because in between rounds of judging on the Glee project, I think it was Ian Brennan and Ryan Murphy were like, haha, what if Brittany couldn't understand Damien's accent? Haha. <laughs> And then they made that into his entire seven-episode character arc. Seven? He gets seven episodes. <laughs> they ring seven episodes out of this boy? God. Mm -hmm. it's. I think it's a stretch to call feel... it an arc. He, he was present for seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, he was present for more of that because they kept him around after the contract was up. But mm -hmm. arc? Okay, but he was just like there. Yeah, he was there. He was yeah. a presence. Okay. He would say something that was Irish. Sometimes he would say nothing at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. I do really like the joke of, of Brittany saying, if you're going to fit in, you're going to have to learn how to speak English because she can't understand him. I did think that was a yeah. very good and joke. And I also yeah. like right after that when he gets shoved into a locker and one of the hockey players tells him to go back to Mexico. <sighs> yeah. Why did, how come, like, did Leonard Kenny have, like, they did they just like loan out some extras <laughs> for this episode? What are the what are these hockey hair ass boys well, doing well, here? Have they been because, here before? Oh, go ahead, Christina. Yeah, uh, the hockey the hockey boys are the bullies this season because we've already won over all of the football boys to be on the side of good for this sure. season. Sure, but they needed to have a jock okay. to oppose the arts, and instead of having. I don't know, basketball or baseball or soccer. They said hockey. <laughs> hockey. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. They have terrible hair and they should, someone should feel bad about it, what they did to them. Because if they had to walk around in their real lives with this hair, I, that is just untenable. <laughs> oh, we, we didn't mention the entire reason why Damien is going along with the whole thing about Brittany thinks he's a leprechaun. It's because he told her that as a leprechaun, he can grant her three wishes, but they made the deal that he grants her three wishes and then she lets and then she gives him her pot of gold or whatever the exact phrasing was. It's real skeevy. <laughs> yeah, that also felt like a thing that maybe they would have talked about in a previous episode to sort of set up the stakes from this. But no, they also introduced that in this episode, apparently. Mm -hmm. Weird way to do things, yeah. I think. But yeah, so... Um, it also it also is pretty yeah. close. Mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. 
Especially because, like, clearly I don't think Brittany knows that that's what, like, the deal is. Like, I feel like she has, like, a an actual, like, some actual source of gold. Maybe it's not real gold, but something that she was going to give him. And I don't think that sex was, was exactly what she was thinking would be the outcome of her getting three no. wishes. <sighs> it at no point feels like she is on board with no, the program. No, I, I think she knows. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she did have an actual pot of gold, but also I think she knows it's sex, because Brittany has a lot of sex. Yes, Brittany is very sex positive. <laughs> I, like, that's that's fine, but it it... The and maybe it's just because the writing is bad. It never seemed like that she that they were on the same page in terms of stakes. It just never seemed like that. Mm-hmm. But more power to her. I don't, yeah. As long as she's yeah. happy. <laughs> so yeah. Um. But yeah. So the first wish is for a box of lucky charms that's only marshmallows. And Rory says, "Well, you're in luck because uh, the leprechaun from the lucky charms is my cousin, and he loves two toadstools down." And God. And Finn is watching that. this whole thing. He's like. <laughs> That ain't right. <laughs> Something yeah. is wrong here. That boy ain't right. <laughs> yeah. Also, he. We will later see him de-serialing the <laughs> the, the Lucky mm-hmm. Charms, and that's gonna just like it's gonna be like a third of a bag at best. It's. I. I feel like if you wanted to sell it, you would buy a second box and combine mm-hmm. the two. But you know. Yeah. Um, also, at some point, I, wrote, I just wrote down, Sue is cartoonishly evil in a way that would win elections for real. Oh, yeah. that's, that is, <laughs> we have a quick neg, and then we have that. <laughs> yeah, first we have yeah. to have Quinn and Puck show up and say, hey, Shelby, you look like shit. Here's some makeup. Can we babysit your, our daughter? <laughs> yeah. Is this, is this their kid from the, that she was pregnant with in the yes. first season? Yeah. I'm assuming that that Sh- is. Shelby, okay. Rachel's biological mother, did adopt Beth, the daughter of Puck and Quinn. Okay. Yes. That's one way you could use Adina Menzel on your TV show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. And their whole thing is like Quinn is capital S scheming because she wants to reclaim primary custody of Beth because she thinks that it will solve all of her problems. <laughs> yeah. Because getting a haircut yeah. didn't work. Being a teenage dirtbag for a month didn't work. So now it's time for kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Jake missed the skanks. <laughs> Did they do a cover to No, which is probably for the best, honestly. Yeah. That's good. Because I, I feel like I would have known about the amount of covers of Teenage Dirtbag I've listened to. I feel like I would have known about that prior. If they so. were, I do think Diana Agron is the only person I would trust to sing it. Yes. <laughs> okay. I Look, I think it's really hard to mess that song up. That's like one of the best songs ever written. So just they, I guess they missed a step. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think adding a baby to a. Oh, wow. That's a good look. That's. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those pants. Was this is 2011. Uh, 2011. <laughs> I think 2011? that's a skirt. That doesn't seem correct. Uh, yeah, that might be a skirt. It just it looks like it folds into like two big pants, which is why I was like maybe it's 2008. But yeah, 2011, I guess. Yeah, it. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I. I've never had a baby of my own, but I don't think adding one will make things easier. It will to any, not. Any situation, really. It will not. Yeah, also, um, Adina Menzel, uh, famously one of the best singers on the planet Earth, just down here hanging out on... Does she get to sing, She at has least? in the past, but not in... She sang in, what was it, episode, like, one or two? Did she sing in two? Was that the auditions? Or was it last? Did she? I can't remember if she sung yet this season. It would be it would she... be bananas to have her and not have her sing, Oh, right? she does. She worms her way into a duet with Rachel. Yeah. Okay. She invaded Rachel's psychic dreamscape. No, no, that's, that's, that was season one. This season, it was just normal duet. Ah, uh, okay. 
So she's she's been around for mm-hmm. a while then. Okay. Also, like if you go into a psychic dreamscape, that I'm I'm always very confused as to what is diegetic and what is not diegetic on Glee, and I guess the answer is it mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't worry about Listen, it. Listen, they they have a dream sequence musical number in season four that someone later has video of in the spinal season. <laughs> <laughs> what is it is it in Glee? <laughs> no, it's it's from the movie songs episode, and it's Kurt and Blaine sing Come What May from Moulin Rouge while they're having huh. a shared dream sequence when Kurt is in New York and Blaine is still in Ohio. And then Sue shows a video <laughs> clip of this to Becky, and Becky says, this is from a dream sequence. <laughs> oh my god. I think this might be a bad show. <laughs> no, it's gonna loop back around, I'm sure. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> God. Good luck with that. Speaking this... speaking of um, insert a segue here. Yeah, Sue Sylvester. <laughs> it's it's time for Sue's corner corner. She saw a lunch lady throw away three hundred pounds of turkey gravy simply because there's too many weevils in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's I think the standard operating yeah, procedure, right? But it's yeah. also because the arts are bad. Yeah, yeah. it's it's a very harebrained. There, there is no logic to be found. There is no honor here. It is only <laughs> Sue Sylvester yelling about how <laughs> the school dared to spend $2,000 on West Side Story, and you should call the school and harass them for it. Yeah, that's... I can't imagine running on a platform of, I will defund the arts. You that you usually run on something else and then do that quietly once you've won, mm. right? Like... I just don't think pre-2016 you could run on cartoonishly evil and win. Um, rules are different now, obviously, yeah. but... I mean, just like it literally you know. any member of the Republican House of Representatives and some of the Senate, a lot of the Senate. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yep. More than you'd think, apparently. Um, yeah. Anyway. anyway. So she wants to get rid of art, and she wants to make it a 1984, I guess. Mm-hmm. Except, for, except yes. for cheerleading. She wants to defund the arts so that she can spend the money on her own cheerleading budget. Because somehow they, Sue has to be involved in money laundering. <laughs> it's her favorite. Really? She just likes it. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of just random stuff about people harassing the faculty and staff of this school. Yeah, we we finally get to see Angry Woman. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, she throws a brick at the principal. <laughs> yeah, she does. And then she stands inside his office with a sign that just says angry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I here's here's the thing. I think if you do that, you don't get to hang out at the school anymore, right? That's fine. Mercedes did it once and she's still here. No, she uh, Like you don't get to do an attempted assault and then hang out inside the school at the principal, right? No, when Mercedes threw a brick window through Kurt's car. That was outside of school premises. Oh, that's true. So it was just property damage. Doesn't count. No man's life. What about when Mercedes stuffed a bunch of tater tots up the exhaust pipe of Sue's car? That's justice. Okay. That's just a fun (laughs) prank, you know? So Gwyneth Paltrow agrees with you, Jake. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's not good news, but okay. I just, I don't know. I just think it's, like, I understand that Glee does not take place in the real world or anything that even remotely resembles no. the real world. But I feel like if you if you do an attempted assault at a principal, you then don't get to go hang outside of his room. Like, I feel like you have to be escorted off premises. Bare don't minute. worry about yeah. it. But who am I? Baby girl, don't worry about it. 
<laughs> yeah. Also, um, at some point, Mercedes tries to steal Santana yeah. from, this is from true. the Glee Club. Yeah. yeah, the point of this scene, though, is that Sue has gotten West Side Story canceled for now. But yes, mm-hmm. next yes. in the next scene, Mercedes goes up to Santana. Also, quick locker check. Santana has a, a picture inside her locker of a cat with, like, a human face. And it just says, Lord Tubbington says you're perfect. Mm-hmm. This is from Brittany. <laughs> Lord Tubbington is her cat. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought that's what his name was. <laughs> It's a good cat name. It really is. And Mercedes asks Santana, like, hey, do you want to join Shelby's Glee Club? You can have solos. And Santana says something that is really sweet, which is basically like, I would love to not have to deal with Rachel Berry on a daily basis, but I have to stay with Brittany <sighs> because somebody's got to protect Brittany and the special place where she lives. Yeah. Immediately, I was like, yes, welcome, welcome. You are now my child, Santana. Congratulations, you made it. And honestly, my favorite part of the scene was that in the background, Finn is <laughs> Finn is listening in with the power of rack focus to disguise his presence. <laughs> yeah, he's just dead center between them, and he's wearing, like, bright blue, so <laughs> you can clearly see him and everything. And it's mm-hmm. obviously him, but because he's out of focus, it, he's, like, he's like an <laughs> it follows. He's coming to, <laughs> coming to get them. He's just like bopping around like, cool, maybe if I just keep moving, they won't notice that I'm Finn, the six foot seven tall student. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This giant, this giant uh, Sasquatch that lives and works here. <laughs> so it's because he's so tall. If he can't actually see his face on your level, he's not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's like exactly. a magic guy. <laughs> And so then going off that, we go to New Directions. Spe- speaking of leaving the New Directions, Tina is in tears. She's going to cry a lot this season. She cried a lot last yeah. season, too. Quinn blames Will, as she should. Is the other boy there? Is that, is that, that Jr. Is. Jr. Jr.? Okay, that's, uh, I, I was like, I know him from exactly one thing, and that is everything everywhere all at once. Uh-huh. <laughs> he had a weird little cameo in it uh, that was great, and I was like, I yeah. recognize that guy. And I was like, that can't, he can't possibly have been on Glee. But he, no, he was. Okay. This is Sweet. his year, Jake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it? Good. I'm I'm proud of him. I want him to do good. Because he had to run carrying Michelle Yeoh for a little while. And I just, in my yeah. heart, believe he just did that. Yeah, he probably did. No wire work. No stunts necessary. Yeah. But yeah, he and Tina are dating. And they have been dating for a while. And... He comforts her, and this is, yeah, Tanner, Tanner mentioned that Quinn knows that it's Will's fault, which is empirically correct. Then Rachel bursts <laughs> in because she was putting up posters for her campaign, and then Quinn just snaps, Do you airbrush out your jowls? And she goes, No! No, that was, that was Kurt. No. <laughs> I thought that was Kurt. It was, was Kurt. Quinn? That... No, that was, I think, I think that was Kurt, yeah. Oh. No, well, you said Quinn. Quinn. Was it. <laughs> she, <laughs> she liked the joke. I also did love that delivery of no. No! So A plus work, Leah Michelle, on that one. Uh, there's another line later from uh, that Kurt says offhandedly that I was so funny I wrote <laughs> down. So, but it's way later. It's way later in the episode. Rachel is also mad because they took away the funding from my musical. Yeah, it's her musical. <laughs> because this season is senior year, Jake, and everyone is trying to pad yeah. their <laughs> their applications for college. Now, don't. You when do you apply for college? Because I did it bad. I did it mm-hmm. the wrong way. So like, are, I thought if you're good at if you're good at doing going to college, you do it in like junior year. But maybe I'm no, wrong. At, at least 
my experience as a student in the U.S. was junior year is when you start doing, like, the big, like, the tests, if you want to do one of the tests, like the ACT or the SAT. And then for me, I was doing college applications. I think I did tours summer before senior year, and then I did applications from, like, let's call it, like, August through November of senior year. Okay. Yeah, I guess it makes sense because I think I took I think I took my SATs in like the the very mm-hmm. end of my junior year, so that would make sense. And then I I only applied to one real college and did not get in, so I went to a just a pay to win college, mm-hmm. and um, you know you can get in as long as you're willing to pony up. And I did that, you know, for better or worse. But I thought I thought it was like a, in junior years when you start getting serious. But maybe maybe it's just early senior year because if this is episode four, then they're still yeah. in like September. There's not even Halloween decorations up yet, so... Are colleges different from universities down there? No, it's... They're the same. <laughs> okay, yeah, because up here we just... The deadline to apply was November, middle of November, I think. And then you get in the following... No, not even. You could, like, apply as late as the spring, I think, and get into the fall semester up here. Yeah, that's probably true, too. I think with in my case it was just, like, apply early to be considered for applications. Or for scholarships. Right. Yeah. You, you don't want to be lumped in with the Jakes of the world just being like, someone let me <laughs> into the college, please. And them going, no, you didn't do any homework in high school. You can't come in here. But yeah. I, I, Tanner, I think the only difference between a college and the university is how much prestige they have or they want you to think they have. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there was a difference way back in the day, but these days they're pretty interchangeable. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there is like a like like a legal difference but i don't actually know because because full sail university (laughs) is not it's called full sail university even though it does not resemble any school that you've ever heard of (laughs) anywhere else in the world and i i know that they changed it from just full sail to full sail university like probably the year that i applied Mm -hmm. for it i feel like so they could get more money from the state or charge more or something is probably the the deal i don't know it it i feel like it's a it's a legal loophole because like devry university was like an online school scam that you could but that was also university so okay a college offers undergrad programs and a university offers both undergrad and graduate programs oh okay okay that would make sense because you could get a master's from Full Sail, and we know all three of us collectively know at least two people who did that. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't me. <laughs> I do. It was Annie and Mac. I didn't know Mac did. I knew Annie did because we've commiserated over Full Sail before. I didn't know Mac also uh, did the online masters um, until I recorded with them uh, the last mm-hmm. I Will Fight You Which episode. Is great. But. It was a fun time. Yeah, I was like, oh, sweet, more of us. Let's, you know, not just the people who were actually, they weren't actually there. So they, like, I told I told them some horror stories and they were like, that doesn't sound like a real place. I'm like, yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> think it was if you went there. Anyway, is this Darren, is Darren Chris here? Does, is that who that other yes. boy is? Yeah, that's Darren Chris. That's Kurt's boyfriend who transferred from the all boys gay Narnia school to be with him. <laughs> oh, good for him. That's, that's cute. I know he was in like the Star Kid yes. stuff, which I've never watched i just know he was in that is he he was in something else recently right like that won him an award of yeah, some was note it a horror story crime story uh crime story he okay. he murdered gianni versace okay had to happen <laughs> <laughs> good for him yeah. though he's also very he, he's a very good singer too turns out i didn't know that because I, I haven't <laughs> seen him in anything um i just know the name and i've seen his face he looks like he was a teen wolf was he, he was ever a teen, a teen wolf? wolf probably because he was too busy on glee surprisingly no that's very surprising yeah (laughs) because he looks exactly like Mm -hmm. a teen wolf would 
That's fair. <sighs> but yeah. Is this the part where Will tells them all they have to fundraise for the program and Blaine tries to give suggestions and Finn is like, no, we did things <laughs> different here. And then Blaine's like, I thought you just said we would, we shouldn't turn on each other. And Finn says nothing back. <laughs> Finn doesn't like that Blaine has arrived and is now a main character. Yeah, that, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, Finn. Sorry he about also it, Finn. throws some shade at Santana because yeah. he's like, are you ready to help the team? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't I be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's actually two reasons that he's suspicious, Jake. One of which is... Is there another one? Yeah, uh, in the first episode of the season, uh, Santana and the Cheerios committed arson. Oh, well, was there was there a good reason for them to do arson, or just because they felt like it? Yeah, Sue told them to commit arson on the piano that the Glee Club were compelled to do flash mobs around. I mean, if, for if, recruitment. if they did arson to stop flash mobs, I feel like that is a public service, yes, right? Like, but it also goes against the Glee Club, so... <laughs> uh, well, look... You win some, you lose some. I don't think Santana's done anything wrong in her life. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it seems to me. I also I wrote a note about how I don't care for the leprechaun. So I guess he comes back shortly after yeah. this. Yeah, it's the next scene. Yeah, okay. Finn just casually walks into a dark abandoned classroom for no reason other than the plot commands him to. This is this is when he's putting the, the marshmallows back in yeah. the box. Okay. <laughs> Where he yes. sees him, stands at attention. You're Finn Hudson. I saw you on YouTube losing nationals after tone kissing your girlfriend for 10 minutes. I'm a big, big fan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. This is a weird show. Yeah. And then because, because Finn, it, because Finn engaged with Rory for more than five seconds, he immediately gets the info dump of Rory's backstory, which is exchange student from Ireland, no friends, he's lonely, he loves show choir. Yeah. And he, he says, I thought America was about coming together and making friends. And Finn says, that's a pretty old brochure, dude. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'm sure there have been times where that, that was more applicable, but um, also he's like, do you want to be my friend? And Finn's like, no, that's gay. Um, we can't do that. And I was like, this is a, this is a, I don't think we should be here. <laughs> I don't think this show should be happening. You can just ask someone if you want to be their friend. I've <laughs> done it. It feels weird when you're an adult, but like it gets the mm -hmm. job done. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, yeah, but you got to be a spy for me. This is also when he says, like, I have never had sex and I would like to have sex with Brittany. And if I grant her three wishes, I will get that. So that's why I'm putting marshmallows <laughs> from the Lucky Charms back in the bag. Yeah. And like, even in 2011... You could probably buy just the marshmallows online. <laughs> I know Amazon wasn't a thing yet, but I feel somewhere. like Amazon was a thing, but I don't know if you would if this would be the sort of use. I think it was mostly still books at that point. It yeah. was. It was. But I feel like yeah, you could you could go to some. There had to be some website that you could be like, just give me the marshmallows. I I know what I'm here for. Anyway, so then Finn's like, cool, but you got to spy for me, and he's like, deal. And then they just they part ways. And he, and he asks him mm -hmm. if he's Irish. He's like, no, I'm also Toledo, <laughs> which is good. It's a good joke. Okay. And then the next scene we go over to Shelby's house. She is just trying to go for a run. It's just a run. But she's got the kids looking after the Quinn and the Puck looking after Beth. 
Puck is like he has like her phone number written down on the palm of his hand, and that's the worst place to write anything because you sweat from there quite yep. a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was gonna play in later, like the baby's gonna choke and they would need to call her, but that doesn't come up. Don't worry about it; it's fine. Yeah, they they actually just want to plant contraband so she so Quinn can call Child Protective Services on this woman. Because she's the devil from hell, yeah. I guess. She's, she plants books on, like, yeah. baby sacrifice and hot sauce. And so I'm pretty sure they meant to say Botox, but she definitely says botulism. She does say botulism, yeah. And and technically, they are yeah. the same thing, but very diff- differently applied, I I think is Oh, I, I don't know plastic, so I wouldn't know. I had the scene on mute. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. Yeah, but I think, I think uh, like, the active thing in botulism is also the same active thing in botox but they are not like i would not use them as okay. synonyms strictly speaking gotcha. anyway this is a terrible thing to do i, I yes. feel like quinn needs some desperately needs she some really does help. she seems like she's really going through it absolutely <laughs> and this whole scene is basically puck saying this is a bad idea and quinn's like no it's a great idea shut up don't question me <laughs> And then him being like, yeah. okay. And then the, also, but the good thing is that the baby does like Puck a lot. Yes. So that's nice. Well, she likes Puck because she's Puck has gone over to Beth and Shelby's apartment a couple of times. So like they have prior. Okay. They, they have had, they have hung out in the past. So he is not a completely okay. new face. But yeah, uh, the next scene uh, is, do you want to buy a program? Michael Malley is back. <laughs> thank God. Finally, the, Thank the God. show can start. Has he? When's the last? Has he not been on in a while? It's just in the context of recording no, this has. episode. Okay. I feel like it's been a long walk oh. to get to him. Yeah, because like, look, I'm. Everyone knows from my last appearance on the show. I'm, I'm yeah. a big Michael Malley guy. That's New Hampshire's own. But no, Michael he's Malley. he has actually been on the show multiple times. Mm-hmm. He was he had a heart attack and then he didn't die and then he gave Kurt the sex talk. That's good. I I also this episode like. I feel like there are like four good people on the show, but and some it might it might move around, but Michael Malley is like the best person on the show in a walk. It's not even mm-hmm. close. He's mm-hmm. so good. He's such a good dad. He immediately because Kurt's like, I need they're gonna cancel the show because Sue Sylvester hates arts because she wants the money to go to pom poms or whatever. And immediately we cut to him and some other people who own funeral parlors. Yeah, just giving them the money. So that the show can go on, like writing a mm-hmm. check for two grand. It's so good. He gets things They're done. They're his friends yeah. from the Rotary Club. I don't know what a Rotary Club is. Me, Me third. Is because a because a Rotary is a roundabout. It's just a big traffic circle. So I don't know why you would have a club about that. Is it like Shriners? Which I also don't know what that is. I'm doing a Google. Maybe. It is a humanitarian service organization that brings together business and professional leaders in order to provide community service, promote integrity, and advance goodwill, peace, and understanding in the world. Non-political and non-religious. Okay. Which I'm assuming non-political means unaffiliated with the political party, but probably, you know, like Um, supporting Also, it's the three biggest funeral parlors. But one guy points out that his is a pet funeral parlor, and the other guy says that his is a crematorium, so they also sell oven-baked pizzas. That's gotta be uh, very <laughs> illegal. <laughs> Love across contamination. You, there's no way you can bake a, any sort of food in the same place that you burn a body so bad that it's turned to dust. I don't, I just, yes. I don't think, I think there's gotta be rules about that. 
Not in Glee, there aren't. <laughs> Not in Glee. This is this is the Wild West of Ohio. My grandpapa said he wanted his ashes spread across the pizza. Mamma <laughs> <laughs> mia! Yeah, I'm just I'm very glad that he's back in the show because I was like, oh boy, I forgot that this show is just a collection of like the worst people there is. And Michael Malley shows up, and I'm like, all right, here we are, we're back. I can I can continue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get a nice little scene where they're all like, yeah, hey, here's the money. And then they they leave the principal's office and they all shake hands before the three funeral directors leave. And Will and Bert do a walk and talk and he's like, Wow, I just hate I, I just hate that Sue Sylvester so much and then <laughs> because she has been spoken of, she appears and yeah. she just she tries every insult she can against Bert and he just stands there smiling, amused. It's it's the my the best one is when she says something about like his hair and she's like the baseball hat's not fooling anyone. He's like it lo- like the face he's making is like it's not supposed to. I'm not trying to fool anyone. I'm just like having a baseball hat on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very good. And yeah, and then like before the scene ends, he turns to Will and is like, "I think I'll get some money together and torpedo her campaign." <laughs> <laughs> I want her to fail miserably, and I'm like, yeah. Yes. What was it that he said? Did he say, like, bullies don't have a good track record yeah. against yeah. the humble family? Good, mm-hmm. good guy. The only good adult man I've seen on the show so far. <laughs> I'm, happy, yeah. I'm happy he's here. Guess who's got all marshmallows? <laughs> Oops, all marshmallows. <laughs> it's Damien. Jo- it's wild that they've never, they have to have put out a box of just marshmallows, right? I feel like that would sell very well. I did some Googling last night, and they don't sell boxes of just the marshmallows, but they do sell them in, like, pouches. Like, okay. think about, like, a bag of chocolate chips, but it's, like, a bag of the marshmallows for baking, okay. I guess. So they do sell those. You can get them at, like, Walmart There might be a stuff, rule against but... selling just sugar as cereal to children, like... Hell, explain Captain Crunch. <laughs> Captain sure, Crunch really. is... There's... I mean that's that's some sort of wheat product. I'm not saying it's it's devoid. No, it's, it's, yeah, corn, yeah, it's, Quaker, it's not so it's wheat. It's well, look, it it's all corn, it, but that's still like a vegetable, so that's so that's healthy for them. Oh, in 2017, Lucky Charms gave away ten thousand boxes of marshmallow only cereal. Okay, they have done it. Okay, I was gonna say they, mm-hmm. it feels like a thing they would have had to do. Um, yeah, so he gives her the thing, and she's like, she I think this is when she mentions her second wish of wanting her cat to poop. Candy yeah. bars. Candy bars. <laughs> She's been feeding stupid. him sprinkles and nougat, and then rubbing his tummy with glow sticks, but it hasn't worked yeah. yet. This cat's gonna die by the end of the season. I don't. I would not. If I were you, I would not get attached to this cat. It doesn't sound I, like I'm. Listen, Lord Tubbington has survived a meth addiction, so like, <laughs> so, <laughs> God bless them. Brittany, I we guess. have to cook. Mm-hmm. And then, and then he. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, and then he starts singing. It's not easy being green because he's irish you see and um yeah and no one can hear it because it's not diegetic so i this is one of the times i'm like what are we doing what are, like is it yeah. is it real or not he he started singing being green because he got sad because britney turned down him asking her out to dinner yeah because she has plans yeah she has plans sorry yeah. but you're still sweet <laughs> and his performance is fine it's, it's just okay, not the same okay. when it's not being yeah. sung by Kermit the, the Frog. I, the only other time I've heard it sung well was by Andy Hallett, um, who played Lorne on Angel, who also was, he was but green. But was he Irish? No, he was a demon from another dimension. 
<laughs> can't remember it because it's been like four years since I've watched Angel. But any, but it's a good. It, the one without shrimp? No, that's a di- that's a different thing. It's the it's the end of season two. They go to he's Kev Lawrence Walter's Death Lock Clan. I cannot remember the actual name of the bad dimension where there is no music but there is dancing and it's bad. Anyway. He's at some point sings It's Not Easy Being Green, and it's the only other time outside of Kermit that I have liked that song. So, sorry, Rory, I think his name is. Yeah. You don't make the club. You didn't You didn't make the list of good times from that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, he, it's just kind of one of those, like, montages about life around the school. And we do see that Brittany loves her box of all marshmallow lucky yeah. charms. She loves it, and so will her dentist and her dentist's paycheck. <laughs> I wonder if she still goes to the same dentist, or if they all had to change dentists after their dentist broke up with Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Let's hope he fled town in disgrace. He drove away, just like Meatloaf. I think a lot of people ugly. Into the night. To find someone who was not asexual. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) enough vague blogging about season two. It's date night! (laughs) Uh, Santana's got it bad. This poor girl. Oh, she's got it so she's bad. She's got it so bad. And I like and I love Britney, but it sucks that like her character is is dumber than you could possibly imagine because like even in scenes like this which like are are sweet, which is like are we dating? And Britney's like this is a date, but it's not the same way that Santana means. And she's like, "Oh, this is poor girl." To be fair, <laughs> Uh, can't get it's also because Santana spent a full year kind of going back and forth as to whether she was dating with Britney or just sleeping with Britney and whether she was a lesbian or bi or just fooling around and whether it was for attention or not and a whole lot of stuff and there was a lot of drama and Britney was dating Artie and then Santana tried to seduce her by winning the prom queen but then that didn't work because Kurt won it as a write-in. Sure. Mm-hmm. I still feel bad for Santana. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I'm just saying. It's, no, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, it's not. Yeah. This is. I would say this isn't just Britney being dumb. This is Britney generally being. We've gone back and forth on this a lot of times. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the, I guess the context does matter in this case. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's very cute. They're on a date, and Britney briefly brings up the fact that she believes that Rory is a leprechaun, and Santana is like. Mm-hmm. I know that's not true, but I'm not going to yeah. ruin your day about <laughs> right. it. Right, because she wants to protect yeah. her, which uh, I like. She does ask Brittany mm-hmm. to join Shelby's new Glee Club, but uh, Brittany doesn't want to quit because she actually likes the other people in Glee, and she wa- she doesn't want to look like a quitter for her presidential campaign. It's a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something comes up where Santana makes a wish, and she says, I wish that you would hold my hand. <sighs> And they and they hold hands on the table, and it's very cute. And you can tell that Santana is like, "Oh God, I this is this is too many good things happening in my life at once. I have to cover yeah. our hands with a napkin." Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> and then there's like, I think it's a commercial break, and when it comes back, it's a, a voiceover from Puck saying how he loves global warming. Yeah. And I thought this was a commercial <laughs> for a second. I had a, I had the I, scene. I muted. thought it. Do you just mute <laughs> him like as a rule, or I mute the stuff that I have the most cringe with. Ah, fair. It starts with him being like, "I love global warming because it makes my pool business booming." But like, I don't. I did. Do they do voiceovers on the oh, show yeah. a lot, or a lot. okay? Because it just eh, it, yeah. Everything on this show feels like it wants to be ten different shows, and it's very confusing. Welcome to Glee. Um, <laughs> That's that's Glee. <laughs> I'm very worried for the two of you. I feel like you're gonna have some sort of 
break at some point. Something's going to snap. This show's going to break the two of you. <laughs> I refuse. I will break the show first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's happened already multiple times. <laughs> yeah, it's. I thought it just legitimately sounded like a commercial to me, and I was like, I thought I, I, don't, I don't think Disney had commercials. They, they yet. finally implemented it. <laughs> they just did it, yeah. Just, and they, the first one I got was promoting global warming. Um, so that was a weird. Yeah, but he was just talking about how his pool business is booming because of global warming, and how he like d- does his part to make it worse. <laughs> this is a good. Some there's some yeah. hits in here. There's some good jokes scattered throughout all the terrible, terrible <laughs> stuff. He's got an assistant named Pony, and the kid's like, Puck, I found a nickel and or dead raccoon. And Puck goes, nice going. You can keep the raccoon. (laughs) And then there's a cougar. You remember cougars? They were very popular in the the 2008 to 2011 season. Yeah, there was a cougar. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, let's go have sex. And he's like, yeah, do you want to see my baby first? And she's like, I'm good now. (laughs) Never mind. And then leaves. I just like I forgot that there was like a whole cultural movement around the idea of cougars for a while until this show brought it back up. For <laughs> they yeah. there was a whole show called Cougar Town, which really yeah, it's it's stored. Uh, yeah, Courtney Cox Arquette. it's a pretty good show, and it, it's really funny because after the first season, the premise was like Courtney Cox uh, is like recently divorced, and now she's gonna. It got six. That's the, the term six seasons in a movie is on Community, six but it's Abed seasons? talking about. Cougar Town, how he wants it to get six seasons in a movie. So then we move on from Cougar Town to something else. I, oh, I think it's Quinn telling him that she did call uh, CPS on, but they're backed up because Ohio's got a lot of violations that they need to look into. I guess. Yeah, and in, in I wrote down in this in this scene, Quinn calls Beth her quote most perfect thing that even she can't screw up. <laughs> My note here is, Quinn, honey, don't perpetuate the cycle. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is a prelude to definitely screwing up your yeah. child. Yeah, like, no, guys, she's going to be so uh, normal about this child. Trust her, she's going to be so normal. She's going to be really regular and chill. It's going to be fine. Yeah, you know about that saying about how you turn into your parents? Quinn's mo- Qu- Neither of Quinn's parents are a great role model. <laughs> I... I, I I could guess that. This is also when I wrote yeah. down, I'm worried about that prolonged exposure to Glee will make you a worse person. <laughs> um, so this it's this scene that I'm like, you need you, you the two of you, you need to be and and Emily for editing. All of you need to be careful <laughs> around Glee. You know, it's funny you say that because it was also last episode where Sue was trying to like film an election campaign ad with that exact like idea <laughs> that Quinn became a worse person because she was exposed to Glee. I look, I there's something to it then, but I don't I I she's going to battle wrong. She's already too deep in it. She's been poisoned. The radiation poisoning's taken over <laughs> at that point. But I think you can still get out if you need to. <laughs> there's no shame in that game. Yeah. And then Puck gets like a potential job from Shelby working on her like buildings pool maintenance stuff. Yeah. Um which is nice mm-hmm. cuz it comes right after Quinn being like you got to get a real job. Because we're about to have to get the baby back. And I'm like, you're still in high school. Gosh. Yeah. All of you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so then after that, we're back in the choir room and Blaine is like, what a bummer week, guys. Let's sing some Katy Perry about it. Wait, they they, <laughs> they do a Katy Perry to sing after Will tells them that thanks to the efforts of one Hummel family, uh, they are completely fundraised so they don't have to fundraise anymore. 
and Blaine says, let's celebrate its song. Yeah, guys, let's <laughs> let's sing the song that my actor just so happened to be in the music video for this past summer. What a crazy rap and happenstance. <laughs> crazy random happenstance. Oh, it was Darren and Kevin. Both of them. Yeah, but apparently. but Artie didn't say I also like this song. It was just Darren. He he does he is like I feel like on the ground floor of getting into this. Everybody else is kind of like working up to it, but Artie is like immediately like hell yeah, I love this Katy Perry song. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny? So do I. I think this is a great song. <laughs> I thought because for a second Finn is like I'm not gonna get sucked up into the hype that is this Katy Perry song, but immediately that goes away, and then Santana's just bumming the mm-hmm. whole time. I feel real bad for it. Yeah. We get some fun little bits that mostly feel like the cast, not the character, is cutting loose. Yeah. And my my only other note I here could was, buy that. <laughs> my only other note here was they styled Blaine like a 70-year-old snowbird. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's late for barbershop quartet practice. Yeah. He's a dapper Dan. Yeah. He really is. And yeah, and so then Santana calls them out, and she's like, I see, so when Rachel's not getting solos, it's gonna be Blaine. Sounds great. Fuck you. Uh Uh-huh. She says, I guess this year it's gonna be the Blaine and Rachel show, and honey, I got bad news for the next three and a half seasons of Glee. (laughs) To be fair, it is also gonna be the Santana show. Does he stick around that long? Blaine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go for him. Getting that paycheck. Yeah. Yeah, and then she goes to, like, uh, Santana's so mad she needs to ruin someone's day, and so she picks the, the I think, the most reasonable target, which is the new Irish kid, and just gives him, just reads him for filth, and it's very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. She gives yeah. him the business. She says she doesn't yeah. blame him for having a crush on Brittany because she's beautiful, she's innocent, she's everything that's good in this miserable, stinking world. And since she likes having a pet Irish, I won't explode you. <laughs> it's very good. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, you're going to grant me a wish. And she said something about leprechauns being gay because they like shoe buckles. And I, I don't remember the joke, but it was very funny. Yeah, it's th- that she learned about leprechaun wishes and the gay shoe buckles because her favorite movie is Leprechaun starring Jennifer Aniston. Starring a young Jennifer Aniston, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's gonna, she's like, I don't know, does she say that to get Britney to, to leave the Glee Club and, and go with her? Is that, does she say that now? We don't hear her okay. say it, but like we find out that that's what it was in the next mm-hmm. scene. Because Rory sneaks into Britney's room. And he drops, like, a Snickers in the litter box, which is totally fine and sanitary. Why Why not use Tootsie Rolls? Uh, I don't, They're I, so much closer. I feel like, candy, like a Snickers might read better on film, but also, like, yeah. this is gross. <laughs> this is very gross. It's real gross. It is. But you know what's funny is that he is he is hiding this candy in the litter box when Brittany's door opens and she walks in carrying Lord Tubbington after having reclaimed him from the Arby's that he had <laughs> snuck out to go to. Thus continuing uh, and giving more evidence to my personal theory that Lord Tubbington is in <laughs> fact a fae. No, no human would go to Arby's, that's for sure. <laughs> Not on purpose. You gotta be desperate to want to go to Arby's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, also, if he loves Arby's, this cat's not gonna last. I don't, I just don't think this cat's gonna be long for this world at this rate. He, like, tricks her to be like, look, look what happened. And she's like, oh, sweet, that's my second wish. And then, then they eat the candy bar, which is yeah. just horrible. Yeah. Just horrific. <laughs> Bad. But then Rory tells her that Santana's wish was that she would leave the New Directions and join the all-girls group. And Brittany's like, oh, dang. It was a wish, so I gotta, gotta do that, it. Them's the rules. That's, that's wish law. That's wish law. Can't break wish law. Go to wish jail, <laughs> which is like regular jail, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> like it's you know the doors don't fit right, and 
This is a wish.com joke. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> wondering. <laughs> so it wasn't good, they're not all winners, okay? They're not all winners. <laughs> this is not going to work out well for anyone, is it? <laughs> well, it works out well for us. We'll get some great music out of it. <laughs> they were pretty good. They, they only did the one song this episode, mm-hmm. but it was pretty mm-hmm. solid. But the next scene is Will in the tire shop, and he's thanking Bert for standing up to Sue. And he's, like, trying to vaguely hint, like, hey, Bert... I think you should run for Congress. Hey, you should you should be congressman. And this whole time Bert's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like I I I'm already I'm already working on it. Just just say the quiet part out loud, Will. One step ahead of you guy. <laughs> I when he's like because he like says like why he would be without saying like you would be, he's like someone who did these things like you did would be a good congressman. And Bert's like, I'd vote for him. And he's like I'm trying to say he's like, Yeah, I know, I know what you're trying to say. I did I'm, <laughs> I, I did it thirty five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm already on I can't run because the ballot entry is over, but I can do a write-in, so that's what we're gonna campaign on. Something that I really love is the fact that he is the fact that he and Carol, who is Finn's mom and his wife, they got married last season. Super adorable. Okay. But he's like, Yeah, uh Carolina did our research and now I get to be I get to be a candidate, even if I'm just the write in candidate, and Kurt's gonna be my campaign manager. And will you can supervise. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna need some supervision. He also said something about like, like the like the reason he's doing it is because like the Glee Club saved Kurt's life or something, and it's just like this is yeah. such a good dad. We're good. We mm-hmm. need more good dads on things. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think we get enough of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Malley is probably like the platonic ideal of a good oh, TV sure. dad. I think if I could, if you just averaged, it'd be him or Enrico Colantoni, the two best TV dads there's ever been from Veronica oh, okay. Mars. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, you should probably watch mm-hmm. it. It's, very, it's a very good show. Yeah, Keith Keith Mars rules. And then we get to see a <laughs> what what's the opposite of scheming? Uh, what is the opposite of sabotage? Um counter counterintelligence. Yes. <laughs> yes. Unsabotaging. I I can't, I can't, I know her name is Adina Menzel, but I it's funnier to write Adele Dazim <laughs> yeah, down. The wickedly talented mm-hmm. Adele Dazim. Every time I wrote her name down, I just wrote Adele Dazim because it's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's just really funny. Um and she's like trying to put her baby down who's crying and then Someone knocks the door and I was like, crap, CPS is here. Like, this is about to go to hell. But it's Puck. And I was like, okay, what are we doing? And then he just like sneaks around and un- and yeah, unsabotages her. And it's great. Like he showed up with the pretense of telling her that he got the job that she had referred him to. And after reclaiming the, uh, the pointed evidence by stuffing it down his pants. <laughs> yeah. He offers to help soothe Beth by uh, singing the song waiting for a girl like you. And this is the part where I wrote down that Adina Menzel and Mark Selling were 11 years apart. Puck is supposed to be a high school senior. Like, the character Puck is a senior, so he's 17 or 18. And Shelby is presumably somewhere in the neighborhood of 40. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's just keep that in mind. Yeah. Sounds about glee. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then she she starts talking about how, like... It's so tough for single moms. Being a mom is all she ever wanted. Yeah, but it's tough. And then she's like, I have no one to share it with. And I was like, please don't seduce Puck. And then she didn't. And I was like, maybe we're going to get out of this one okay. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, as I'm sure yeah. we can all see where this is going. Oh, yeah. So, back at the school, Rory's got the top secret intel mm-hmm. that Finn needs to hear. And then we immediately cut to Finn confronting Brittany and Santana and says that the club can't survive without them. And Santana points out that he's a hypocrite since he's been nasty to Blaine all week. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Brittany says something about a leprechaun and Finn goes off on her and calls her an idiot. And she is 
just destroyed by this, and I have never wanted to like tackle someone harder than I do <laughs> yeah. right than I did right then. Yeah. She's so she's so heartbroken. Cause she knows that all the guys think that about her, but Finn's the leader, so that makes it he- make that makes hearing it from him the worst. It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's real rough. Yeah. Poor girl. And she and Santana go to join Shelby's glee club. Yeah. They immediately bounce, find Mercedes, and say, Hey, who else is in this girl group besides us? And then they all cheer. Yeah. And then we cut to Sue in her makeup chair before her news segment every that she does every night. And she t- she's talking to the makeup technician and makeup artist and she's like you made me look like i'm 26 i need you to make me look like i'm 22 um i don't want to sound mean but no she didn't (laughs) um yeah i'm i'm sorry jane lynch i don't think you i don't think you ever looked like you were 26 (laughs) like she i don't mean this in a bad way i think she looks good i just don't think she looks like a 26 year old yeah yeah and also this poor makeup artist is probably like i would love to get a better job (laughs) i would really love to have a better job right now but then, plot twist, campaign law states that they have to give equal time to her new opponent. Because I guess none of the other people running for Congress have gotten a chance to go on the air. None of them asked. Yeah, they didn't know. <laughs> but Bert and Carol did their research. The guy running from prison didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Anyone white didn't ask. <laughs> Stop calling me during dinner didn't ask. These are all people okay. who are pulling above Sue at certain <laughs> points, by the way. But yeah, uh, surprise, it's Bert Hummel. And yeah. he's got like a he's got like a a nice plaid striped collared shirt and like a blazer on, no hat, no hat. Yeah, not trying to hide and, anything. Yes, and he's Very he, he has his little campaign speech that he gives. He talks about how Sue Sylvester is spending so much money on cheerleading instead of on like actual students and education. And he mentions like, hey. People who are voters, I want to hear from you how we can get new jobs going and started in our congressional district. Send them to my tire shop and vote vote for me as a write-in candidate on the ballot in November. And, like, this is a very good speech because, like, yeah, he's centered, like, in contrast to the Sue's Corner that we got at the beginning, like, Bert is centering his speech on the audience, the listeners, the voters, He's emphasizing his status as the working man by wearing, you know, like, like he's, he looks professional, but he is not like fancy. Yeah. He's not in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. He still looks blue collar. Yeah. He still looks blue collar. He mentions, sent it to my tire shop, uh, and mentioned, and like makes it clear that his priority is the kids. And it's so good that I have to imagine that he wrote it himself without any input from Will Schuster whatsoever. (laughs) I I have to imagine. It's so good. It is. Yeah, it's it also like, I would vote for this guy, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Tanner, would you vote for Bert Hummel? Oh, absolutely. Good. Well, that would be voter fraud because you're Canadian. <laughs> I'm going to get American citizenship just so I can vote for Bert Hummel. <laughs> Good luck. It's a lot trickier than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'll just show up at the I'll, I'll show up at the booth and be like, hello, I'm a white man. May I? Yeah, the, yeah it might be a lot easier doing it that way. Um, I don't know if I could pass a citizenship test. They ask you history questions, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I definitely Same. don't know all the answers it's to those. It's wild that they so. expect y'all to memorize all 50 states when I can barely keep track of 10 provinces. <laughs> Oh, the 50 state, that's not even the hard part. There's, like, dates and stuff that you gotta know from, like, a long time ago. 
Outside of 1776, I don't <laughs> remember any of them. I would have flunked out of American school so easily. <laughs> um, I, despite my best <laughs> efforts, I did not. So, yeah. Anyway, so then, then we get the mm-hmm. new show yeah. choir. So, okay, so here... Did did you get any explanation as to why there's a second show choir at the school? I just I just took Quinn's word for it that Will <laughs> fucked something up, <laughs> and so Mercedes left and started a show choir uh, with Shelby, who is Adina Menzel, so I know she can sing, and I assume that this is a way to get her to sing on the show more. Do you want to take this, Tanner, or do you want me to take it? <laughs> so what happened was the girl that you see uh, Vibing. doing her little dance at the beginning, yeah. Sugar Mata. She auditioned for the Glee Club in the season premiere, but she cannot sing. Okay. So she was the first person ever denied entry into the New Directions. (laughs) Oh, no. So then she got her dad, who's definitely not a mob boss, to hire Shelby as a secondary Glee Club coach at the school to form a show choir just for her. And then when Mercedes was denied solos and denied the role of Maria, she joined that choir, too. Okay. Yeah. I wish I would have got to see how bad she could sing. That sounds like that would be fun. Oh, well, first of all, she her audition song is Hey Big Spender, which is, in my opinion, one of the okay. worst songs to sing. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we can rustle up the video of her performing. Oh, yeah. I'm tracking it down right now. Um, yeah. Well, she comes yeah. in. She's like, she's like, oh, more backup for me. And immediately Santana's like, I think the fuck not. <laughs> uh, it's very good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very good because, it's like, Santana, Brittany, and Mercedes walk in and Sugar is like, oh, yes support me and Satan is like no you will be supporting us do, do i make myself clear and sugar says yes. yes and then she spends the rest of the scene trying to be trying to be visible from behind the power trio she tells her like if i let you you can sing in the back very quietly and you should be thankful mm-hmm. for that <laughs> it's very good and then sugar says i just want to be on the winning team for once and for the first three episodes of the season, a lot of people weren't sure what to make of Sugar. As soon as we heard that line, everyone was won over by her. <laughs> I also was kind of won over by her. So that's, you know, I think it worked. All right, I'm watching this video. Uh-oh. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> Why are they, they covered in? This they were in a food fight. Okay. Oh, God, that's bad. <laughs> All right, I'm, I can't watch any more of that, but... <laughs> That's very good bad singing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm so bad. And they're like still pretty okay. But that's like mm-hmm. bad. So that good job. Yeah. Well, Vanessa Lenchies can actually sing. Uh, and so she was saying in interviews that it was incredibly hard for her to sing out of tune with accompaniment. I, yeah. I feel like that's got to be really hard mm-hmm. if you are good at it. Like I can sing out of tune. No problem. <laughs> that's really easy for me. But I'm a <laughs> podcaster. I'm not a professional singer. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's a very good job uh, that she did. <laughs> but yeah, so now they need a name. Santana suggests hot bitches or hot messes. <laughs> Brittany says free beer. <laughs> um, that is a bare naked ladies joke. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah, the bare naked ladies original name and and their their actual name, bare naked ladies, are are both the the same joke, and that is that they would hope people would see the sign, like the the marquee or whatever, would say free beer. And they would go see them play, and then they changed it to Bare Naked Ladies really? for the same reason. Yeah, that's a weird deep cut. From <laughs> I <Brittany>. love that. <laughs> big, big Bare Naked, big BNL fan. That makes Brittany. a lot of sense, actually. Ah, oh, now I wish we got to hear her sing some Bare Naked Ladies. That would have been great. <laughs> I feel like she would crush if I had a million dollars. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. She and Sam could do it. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want to hear say like a llama <laughs> or an emu. <laughs> just like completely deadpan, but not a real green dress. That's cruel. <laughs> but yeah, so then Mercedes says that what they are is trouble for the other groups, and then Shelby declares them the trouble tones. Mm-hmm. And we get to then cut to their first musical number as a group. And y'all, this slaps. <laughs> it, it truly does. It's very good. They are also in full costume, but is this just like, they're just like doing this. This is not like for anything. This is just mm-hmm. like, we're just doing a, a trial run full in full outfits. Yeah. The whole band's here. We're doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's bananas, but it's very good. We're just going to assume that they were using costumes that they already had on hand, or perhaps were purchased using, um... Kristen Chenoweth's money that she gave the club. Or definitely not a Bob Boss's money that he gave the club. That's true. Sugar Mata is also funding everything. So actually they have a better justification than any time New Directions does something. Yeah, they they got, you know, yes. they got that. It's got to be laundered somehow, right? So you, you might as well. Yes. You might as well use it for the art. Exactly. Yeah, but the, it's very good. It's relatively close to like the actual Christina Aguilera music video. Video? <laughs> video. Because, like, they're all in, like, vaguely, like, World War II USO costumes. Yeah. And they have very, like, they have very good close harmonies that, like, the power trio are singing. Which I didn't notice before I was looking it up. Um, That was actually inspired by the Andrews sisters, who were a trio of singers who were very popular again in, like, the 40s and the 50s. Like, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. That was one of their songs. Oh, okay. I thought this, it sounded like similar to that yeah and apparently christina aguilera and her co-writer whose name i don't remember off the top of my head but like they were inspired by them so it's great it is and it's really good and will and finn are watching this whole thing in despair yeah (laughs) yeah they're like oh we're in so much trouble and finn's like yeah we are also i think it's funny because there is at no point before you see them or like was i to expect that there would be anybody here and then it just like cuts them in the very very back just watching and i'm like i feel like that makes sense that you should like scope out your competition but also it feels weird to just be like we're just gonna watch your first dress rehearsal (laughs) cool cool that makes sense this happens a lot in glee so yeah so then as we head into my last page of notes finn Mm -hmm. goes up to the girls and tells them that they were incredible and that he hates that they have to he hates that they had to make their own group but he also understands they need to do what's best for them and made the best club win Mm -hmm. yeah andy apologizes to Brittany. Yes, he apologizes to Brittany. What he said was not cool, and he's sorry that yeah. he said it. Can't believe in two episodes he's going to split the fan base over something that he does. <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry. I'll give you the lowdown, since it'll probably be another two years till you're back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys booked out that far? That spreadsheet's been doing, doing double time, uh, huh? I mean, some are, like, more so things that we assign people. Like, I've mentioned people, hey, just so you know, I will be dragging you back for this episode, because I feel like you'd really enjoy it or really hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently Anna Camp was already on and I missed that, so... It's because I, I, I didn't make the connection, like, until I was watching, like, oh, that's Anna Camp. Oh, right. Pitch Perfect. That's Jake. my favorite movie. Yeah, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine. Maybe I'll bring you back for the Skylar Aston episode on account of it's maybe the worst oh, episode. okay, I yeah. I can't decide. There's two episodes in this season that I consider the worst episodes in the show. <laughs> oh. That's impressive. Because <laughs> everything I've ever seen of Glee is bad. <laughs> so, like... The fact that there can be a definitive, a, a nearly definitive worse is just, that's just impressive. Mm-hmm. So then Rory just blinks in, he teleports in, leprechaun magic. Yep. He uses leprechaun magic, which is a very hard word to spell, by the way. I didn't think it was going to be going into this episode, but it <laughs> was for me. 
<laughs> but yeah, and he says, yeah. Brittany, your third wish came through because Finn's feelings weren't hurt. And Brittany's like, no, he was hurt. He was devastated. The leprechauns aren't real. Yeah. There are no leprechauns, there is no Easter Bunny, and there is no Queen of England. <laughs> All true, unfortunately. <laughs> and he gets no pot of gold. Mm-hmm. And Santana, Santana was saying something to him, but then she ended their conversation by wishing that he would disappear, and he is immediately shoved out of frame. Yeah. <laughs> so her wish came true, too. <laughs> I thought that was... I don't think unnecessarily mean, but the tone of it just felt crueler than the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, like if it was of... just that scene yeah. without the greater context of Santana, you would immediately peg Santana as the villain. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, like especially having seen the the rest of the episode previous to this point, I was like, no, this guy's also kind of like, kind of a, 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 a scumbag. But just her being like, I wish you would disappear, we would never see you again. I'm like, that seems just really mean <laughs> like on a new different level than before yeah. anyway then we cut to dinner yeah. i think dinner at breadsticks yeah. dinner at breadsticks <laughs> it's a weird name for a restaurant it's because they have unlimited breadsticks yeah but i mean so does olive garden they don't call themselves breadsticks they're they're legally disallowed to stop selling you breadsticks well not selling but giving your breadsticks one time santana showed up with a wheelbarrow and then when they <laughs> tried to not fill it up with breadsticks she got them written up and it's called breadsticks because it's definitely not olive garden it's de- okay it's legally distinct Yes. Olive Garden. Okay. And it's the family, and they're all talking about, like, hey, like, now that Bert is actually launching a campaign to be a congressman, we need to think about what happened. Like, if he gets elected, what do we do? Like, how are we going to handle it? And they mention, like, hey, this might this might mean having to split time between Washington, D.C. and Lima, Ohio, because they mention that, like, DC will be close to where Kurt is going to be in college because he'll be in New York, which is closer to DC than Ohio is. But splitting time between DC and Lima, where if Finn wants to, he could take over the tire shop. And he looks pretty excited about that. Yeah, I don't know if I read that wrong, but that was pretty nice because I like at first I was like, he's gonna be like, take over my tire shop. And I was like, oh, you don't know anything about. But then Finn's like, wait for real? Like, yeah, yeah, I could run it. You mean? And I thought that yeah, was just very nice because. Finn's been working part-time at the tire shop this season so far, and, like, Rachel has been pressuring him into, like, you should apply to go to school with me in New York because I don't want to do long distance. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not it's not entirely with ulterior motives. Like, she does want to, she does want to have him physically close so they can spend time together. But, like, it is also a little bit, you should come to, you should come to New York City with me. And Finn is like, I like the idea of doing state school because that is cheaper. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, he's like, tire shop. Heck, yeah. Very nice. Just a very nice, I was not expecting it. It was genuinely just a nice thing to see. Yeah. Their their family's good. (laughs) Yeah. And then Sue rolls in. And she, with a massive burger, because she's mocking the heart attack he had right, last year. yes. It's a cholesterol bomb. Yeah. Yeah. And she declares that she's she needed to fight for something instead of against something, which is also weird because her arc this season started with her saying she needed to fight against <laughs> yeah. something instead of for something. Well, Maybe it's that she realized with Bert's segment on the news that... She, that you pull better if you're for something instead of specifically against lots of things. Especially something as, like, beloved as the yeah. arts. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know a single normal person that's like, yeah, defund that. That would make sense. Like, it's only, like, cartoon bad guys that don't like that, like the arts. So, like, 
Yeah, but I regret to inform you, there's a lot of cartoon <laughs> yeah. guys out there. Yeah. yeah when you no. think about it, really? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> uh, and she says she's going to cut the arts and then funnel it all into special education in honor of her late sister, uh, because McKinley doesn't have any special education well, her classes sister either. Yeah, she, her sister died in the Penelope Net episode last season. That's sad. And so the Glee Club sang um, Pure imagination. Willy Wonka. Yeah, pure imagination at her funeral, and Sue was like, "Okay, you did something nice, so I'm not going to have your flight stranded in Libya, so you won't die." <laughs> but I will um, defund you next year. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, yeah. Pretty much the season premiere, she uh, disembowels a piano, and she says that I have spent all year being nice to your glee club, and they're <laughs> like, "It's been six months," and she's like, "Exactly." But yeah, Sue points out that special education would be a better use of their time than flying the Glee Club to New York for nationals without a set list and losing with the song that they wrote yes. the night before. Is that, is that what really happened? True. I was wondering yeah, if but- that was because she was staring right at Finn the entire time she was saying that. So mm-hmm. I figured it had to be real. Yeah. Yes. Again, the other problem was that after the first song, Finn and yeah. Rachel That's weird. made That's out a weird on stage. Thing. Like, you know, you focus. You're, <laughs> you're in a national competition. Yeah. <laughs> the nostrils after Plunkus and his girlfriend for ten minutes. What I what I like is that the scene ends with Bert being like, <laughs> you know what? Like that's that's fair stakes. I'll take it. And she walks away. Yeah. And Finn is like, does anyone mind if I start eating the cholesterol bomb? <laughs> can, I, can I tuck into that bad boy? <laughs> oh, also, I don't think we mentioned it, but Kurt is Kurt, <laughs> Kurt is concerned about the stress of politics and campaigning especially given Bert's heart attack and the fact that he is gay, like Kurt is gay. Like, are they going to use that against you? Who knows? Yeah. Bert's like, they can't. He's like, he's like, they can't. Cause I, cause like, I'm proud of you. So it doesn't matter what they say. Like, it doesn't matter. He even says it like louder than everything else. He's like, I love my gay son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a, the best <laughs> character on the show in a walk. <laughs> Very good. Pretty much. I think by the end, Bert Howell's <laughs> the only person free of sin. What about Carol? <laughs> she might have half a sin. Again, yeah. worst episode in anyway, the series. Thankfully we get to we are we are so close. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost done. We're in the home stretch. Rory is getting pinned to the lockers and the hockey players demand him to say <laughs> and you he's two like, is never. Overrated. And I'm like, that is not the hill I would die on, buddy. <laughs> I think this is before the, the fiasco. Yeah, with sure. The I don't want to like not to brag, but I've always hated you too. So I don't think it's. A, I don't think that would be the uh, the worst thing to get <laughs> to get coerced into. Also, these guys, their hair is so terrible. Mm-hmm. It's so. It's trying to manufacture hockey hair, and it just looks like they're wearing like like a a raccoon on their head. <laughs> it is awful. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> but Finn's there to save them, uh-huh. and they're like, "You gonna you gonna tell on us to your the Glee coach or whatever?" And he's like, "No, I'm telling you the real coach." And they're like, "Oh, we didn't think about that. Get out. Let's get out of here. Everyone scatter." <laughs> and they just like leave, including the one cheerleader who was just there, like the watching. enforcer, <laughs> the the girlfriend who gets off on <laughs> okay. misery. This just got something for everyone, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then he's like, hey, you should join Glee Club because you, you you went through that whole terrible competition show about it. So you might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to the classroom where Will Schuster is like, wow, look at all these empty chairs. And my note here was, whose fault is that, William? <laughs> hmm. Empty chairs and empty tables. <laughs> I literally tables. had that note. I was like, they should have sunk empty chairs and empty tables. <laughs> 
Now my friends are dead and gone. <laughs> We're not dead. Sometimes I can still hear their voices. Uh, this is this is also when like Finn comes in with Rory and he says, uh, I don't know how they, he leads into this, but he says, what happens when the Pope dies? It's just a real quick cutaway to Kurt going, heaven, you'd think. And then it goes back to whatever Finn was saying. It was very good. They get another one. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically like, here's Rory. He can sing, and we need yeah, him. Yeah, we're, we're not exactly in the position of turning away people who can sing uh, at this point, because there's only like yeah. four of them left, it seems like. Yeah. Finn is the person to point out, finally, that beggars cannot be choosers, William. <laughs> <laughs> and my note here was, well, I had two notes. The first of which is, this is the first scene in the entire episode where Rory is not wearing some article of green clothing. <laughs> Because he's been wearing green the whole time. He's no longer a leprechaun after Brittany doesn't believe in them anymore, so he doesn't need to wear it yeah. to keep up appearances. Yeah. He's, he's, just, he's too sad to wear green. And he says, like, I'm going <laughs> to sing a song that that makes me think of my family because I miss them a lot. My note here was, oh, God, are, you, are they going to make him sing Danny Boy? <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you it was it was tossed around in the in the writer's room. There's no way. They didn't suggest it. Yeah. <laughs> no, they made him sing it on the reality show already. <laughs> yeah, he sings Take Care of Yourself, and Rachel leans over to Finn, and she's like, He's She says magical. that after he gets like some really great falsetto work in. Yeah, which also during the falsetto, it cuts to Kurt, and yeah. Kurt's like, kind of put He's out like, That's my because thing. he was I the falsetto that. boy. We also see Kurt, Tina, and Artie paying a visit to the treble tones to be like, Hi! We still want to be your friends, and we think you're singing great, so good job. And Santana stops Mercedes from going to say hi, because no, they are enemies now. Yeah. We don't hang out with them anymore. <laughs> and then we see Shelby and Puck kiss. Yeah, this is do yeah during, during the song, it's like montaging and cutting between stuff, and it keeps cutting back to, like, Finn holding the baby... <laughs> And then I was like, Finn, don't. And then they kissed. I was like, oh, Finn did it. Oh, no. Well, Puck. Puck, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, we're still two years out okay, from well, kissing a teacher. Good, yeah. Oh, boy. Now, while Christina runs her garburator, <laughs> do you want to hear some trivia about a, this episode? Is that a Canadian garbage disposal? <laughs> is, that, is that what a garbage Yeah. Is? Okay. Um, some trivia for this episode, or specifically some trivia about Damien McGinty, who plays Rory Flanagan. He was kind of sad that this was his character immediately, and that it was really hard for him to get a handle on acting when the whole thing was just one big Irish stereotype. <laughs> I, uh, who could who could have guessed? Yeah. And on, even on the show, like when they had him sing Danny Boy, he was like, are you kidding me? This is the stupid. How am I supposed to impress Ryan Murphy when I'm singing Danny Boy? Who sings <laughs> Danny Boy choir anymore? Choir kids in competitions, myself included. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. this isn't about choir kids. This is about it's glee. totally yeah. different. It's like he's a trivia that on the first day of filming, uh, Damien McGinty was shoved into a locker 25 times for the sake of one shot. <laughs> that just seems Ouch. like they're punishing him for winning the competition. Oh, it's better than when they spent an entire day of shooting for the Glee Project just slushying the cast until some of them were risking hypothermia. God damn. <laughs> and then sending them off to the What's that have to do with camp? singing? <laughs> In the first place. It's tenacity. Oh my god. 
Um, also, Irish Central's Patrick Roberts called the episode a disgrace, and he thought that Rory's representation was downright insulting to Irish Americans, and wrote that executive producer Murphy, who also had Irish heritage, <laughs> should be ashamed of himself. Um, I think there's a lot of reasons he should be ashamed of himself, including that. I, I will say, in this day and age, it's hard to, like, translate prejudice against the Irish into an American setting, because that is much more yeah. either a UK-centric thing, or a, like colonial era centric thing uh and and it's right. not nearly as prevalent these days but still at a certain point you gotta go come yeah, on Ryan. Like, at, it, at the very least it's just like that fruit is not low-hanging it is on the ground that that fruit was rotten and fell off the tree and you don't need to pick it up and i know it's your favorite fruit that you love to take ryan murphy but you yeah. don't need to every time yeah I don't have any more trivia, but I could probably recite off some opinions from critics if y'all want to hear that. But we also have been recording for a while, so we don't have to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't want Jake to be trapped here Fair. too long. So instead, let's just ask him what his favorite song was. Last Friday night. I, I, the other ones were good, but... Excuse me, sorry. Burp was sneaking up on me, and I was like, don't burp in the microphone. <laughs> yeah, the, the other songs were good, but... I, I, I just really liked Last Friday Night, the song, and they did a good version. And then coupling that with everyone, like, genuinely just, like, dancing around and having fun it was a good – it was good to watch. Mm-hmm. It was a nice time. So that's my favorite song. <laughs> uh, How about yourself, Man. Christina? And I am also Candyman. They did a great job at Candyman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those two oh, were yeah. the really I the best songs. I that you were going to miss the mashup they did of Rumor Has It, Someone Like You. Which is just That sounds like it'll be incredible. pretty good. Yeah, honestly, Jake, if you I know you don't want to expose yourself to undue glee, but if you just look up a list of trouble tone songs, I'm mm-hmm. pretty okay. sure you'd like mm-hmm. all of them. Did they have they already done the the cover of My Chemical Romance's Sing? Yes. Yeah, that was from okay. last season. Where they were yeah, all just Yeah, because I remember seeing that when it like came out because it was like promoted as like they're doing sing and i was like i like that song let me and i have everything mm-hmm. i've seen in Oglia. even at that point i was like i didn't care for um uh, let me check this out <laughs> and it was bad <laughs> it's not a very good version of the song mm-hmm. it's fine it's got it's it's real f- and i haven't watched it in probably 10 years at this point but it's i remember it being lifeless compared to like the actual song but you know I don't that's, think I can blame anyone enough. on that show for not putting their all into something on any given day, so. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So outside of singing, Jake, Ooh, what was your favorite moment? Um, I think uh, it's it's a toss-up between good dad Bert and, like, visibly heartbroken Brittany. Because I didn't like that, but the mm-hmm. acting was really, really good. But in, in yeah. an effort to not accidentally secret more of them being mean to Brittany into the world than they already will be. I'm going to give it to, to good dad, Bert, because that's dude, that dude's a good dad. <laughs> and I like that. And Bert Christina? dad. Bert good. <laughs> Bert good. Yes. I'm going to be a little different and I'm going to say Bert. That was also speech. really good. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's a triple. It's a triple win for Bert Hummel. Yeah. It's a, it's a triple yeah. baseball cap hat trick. <laughs> they call them dad hats now, and it makes me sad. Like kind of like a little bit angry, but also I understand why they say that because mm-hmm. I feel like it it is ever since snapbacks regular hats have sort of fallen out of favor. But calling them dad hats just seems like a weird neg 
on those hats yeah. and dads in a way I can't yeah, explain. Like those those are my hats. I literally sit <laughs> yeah, next to a hat uh, rack. My hair's too long, so hats uh, are a pain in the ass now. But those, I yeah, I like I like those. I like trucker hats too. Which, uh, despite Ashton Kutcher trying to ruin them, not on my watch. But <laughs> you know what, Jake about it, and I just I feel like I don't know. It would make me feel like I look like I play golf, and that's something I never want. So <laughs> you know what? That's true. I oh. On the occasion where I go on Tinder, I basically swipe away any person who is talking about golf because if golf is a big enough part of your personality to be talking about it on Tinder, right. I don't think we're gonna get along. <laughs> yeah, because like <laughs> golf, sure, hitting those balls real hard, like driving, fine. Playing golf, no thank you, <laughs> no, yeah. no thanks. Unless it's miniature golf, in which case, sign me up. But nobody's talking about miniature golf; they're talking about regular golf, which is you know just a, a waste of time, really. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, Jake, what moment of the episode do you want to hit with a slushie? (laughs) Where are you? Start. I want to, I think I'm going to, oh, oh, uh, 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 Quinn planting uh, fake evidence to call um, Mm -hmm. CPS on Shelby. That, that's just like criminally insane. Yeah. (laughs) I think. Yeah. Christina? The fucking Shelby moment made me want to crawl out of my skin, but I it would not have happened if there had not been schemes. So, that's the worst <laughs> one. I'm not going to worst fucking Shelby on account that I know it gets worse in the future. So, instead I'm just going to say a uh, little well, Yeah, that was yeah. also really rough. <laughs> I can beat that. I, I assume it was a, a different litter. candy bar, but, you know, yuck. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so, that's the episode. Jake, thank you for suffering along <laughs> with us. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. It's always a fun time. We might not come out of it feeling better mentally or physically, but we have a good time. <laughs> yeah, and that's really that's the important part. And I just, uh, I you should wear lead vests when you watch the show from now on. I think just in case. <laughs> yeah. L- just let in me case. go. Let me go idea. steal one from my dentist. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, Jake, you are the guest. Uh, where would you like to be found on the internet, Anna? Because I know you have things that you want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I'm on Twitter at JJ underscore Mason. Uh, I've got 700 podcasts. How? When is this one going up? Uh, Like, two weeks from now? Yeah. Um, Two weeks from now, I think. We'll be starting September Operation 14th. Overdrive soon over on the Morphin Grid, which is my Power Rangers podcast. Operation Overdrive. <laughs> I'm very excited because I... Um, I don't know anything about it except that nobody likes it really. Except, except me. And I'm and I'm just I like I'm hoping that I just genuinely enjoy it, even though I don't expect to. Uh, but I'm I'm keeping an open mind. There's that. There's a uh, Kingdom Smarts, which is where Shannon Maynard tells me about Kingdom Hearts, and we're in Kingdom Hearts three, and stuff's getting weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not getting weird. It's been weird pretty much the whole time, <laughs> but it's it continues to keep getting weird. Then there is Pokemon World Tour United, which. Should should be soon. There's it should be back soon when oh, this cool. airs. I'm not gonna say anything just in case, but it will be back soon. And I think that's it. I think that's all. Yeah, that's nice. it. Nice. <laughs> um, I guess in that case, then it's nice. time for the outro. Loser like me is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be heard on your podcasting platform of choice. And if we aren't there, let us know, and we will work on getting there. We can be found at Loser Like Me Pod on Twitter and at Loser Like Me Pod at gmail.com. Uh, next time, next time will be the first time. Well, next we're time not we're having, having sex. sex. <laughs> Someone's yes. going to have sex. Uh, oh, I yeah. also have another guest, too. 
yeah. That'll be my reaction. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really <laughs> mediocre sex. <sighs> uh, but until then, and uh, this is the part where I say three, two, one, and then we all say, and mm-hmm. that's what you missed on Glee. Yes. You ready? Three, two, and one. And that's what you missed on Glee. And that's what you missed on Glee. I went way faster Glee. than I thought I should. <laughs> <laughs> it truly doesn't matter because we don't even know okay, God bless. anymore. Good luck. Good luck, Emily. <laughs> we appreciate you, Emily. <laughs> Just go, go ahead and grab a chair and listen now. As we riff the show, Tanner and Christina gonna figure out why we love the show. Better grab your golden stars and slushies, cause you're listening. You're listening to loser like me. Loser like me Loser like me